and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read. Amy, what did we read this week? We read The Late Mrs. Willoughby by Claudia Gray, which is the sequel to one we've previously reviewed called The Murder of Mr. Wickham. Yeah. What, is there a name for the series? Oh, yeah, it's like a Miss Tilney and Mr. Darcy mystery, I think oh, is the name enough. of the series. I think you invented that just then. Mm-hmm. It's in tiny little text above the title. I believe you. You okay. look at these things. I, do. I don't, I don't I even... read the blurbs. Yeah, I, know. I, I look at the titles. I look at the front cover. I, did I read, read a blurb I read the acknowledgements and the author's notes. At I the read back. author's notes. I always read the I read the bibliography in a Carrie Greenwood novel. I don't read that. <laughs> but if there's like a if there's a little spiel at the end by the author, I always read that too. All right. Would you? It is a mystery, and I'm not going to lie to you. If you start recapping the entire plot of Sense and Sensibility, you will be immediately sacked because that's in the same way that the previous book was set in the home of Emma and Mr. Mr. Knightley. This is set back in the town of Marianne, Marianne and Eleanor and Colonel, Colonel Brandon. Brandon. So I swear, I just cannot do. This is the entire plot of Sense and I'm Sensibility. I'm not going to. No. I'm not going to do that at Great. all. Because I, look, for hey, forewarned is forearmed. Now you know. Amy, would you like to do the spoiler-free recap? With great trepidation, I <laughs> will try. Have a red hot go. <laughs> okay. So Mr. Jonathan Darcy goes to visit some, we won't call them friends, but people he went to school with. One of whom is Mr. Mr. Willoughby. Willoughby. He lives in the area of around this small town called Barton. Meanwhile, Miss Juliet Tilney goes to be a house guest of Marianne Brandon. Who... I will say, I will, sorry, sorry, I'm not interrupting because you're doing a bad job. Thank you. I will say you're actually doing a great job. We cannot, so uh, you know how we're always like, spoiler free. Can they, I just uh, do a huge spoiler yes. warning at this point? We actually can't talk about this book without ruining the murder of Mr. Wickham. So if you are a person who is like, oh, I would just listen, I've only just joined our podcast or whatever, and you think a alternate universe murder mystery style with the characters of Jane Austen sounds majestic, turn this episode off now and go back and listen to our episode on the murder of Mr. Yep, him and, and then read, read that, that book. But if you start with the late Mrs. Willoughby, total spoilers because we'll ruin it, the book. it basically deals with the consequences of the events. Yes, and, and it happens the, about the murder of Mr. Wickham. It happens about four months later. At maximum. At maximum. Yeah. It's the been, memories are fresh. Yes, it's the same year. They keep talking about how, because obviously another murder happens, and they keep dun, talking dun, about dun. how how insane it is that they're all together at another murder less than a year since the last one. Yeah. So we are going to have to talk about that. So, yeah, forewarned. You've been warned. So much forewarning. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's like this my... is your opportunity to tap out now yes. if you don't want spoilers. But we will not spoil the late Mrs. Willoughby. Obviously. The yeah. title is a spoiler of who gets murdered. Yeah, but that's not. <laughs> the central core. No, of the book, right? it's not. Sorry. So, so back to you. Marianne is being visited by Juliet Tilney, who she met in book one, and for a very specific reason, which is why I was like, hence the spoiler. Yes. So Juliet previously solved a mystery, and at this other house, Jonathan Darcy, who is the son of Elizabeth and Darcy, and Juliet's the son of Henry and. Catherine from the daughter of, um, but I get what you mean. Northanger Abbey. Sorry, yeah. the child <laughs> that, of. So that would they, be quite progressive. 
they buddied up in the previous book and puzzled out the mystery. So and became very good friends. Very good friends. Yeah. And Darcy, Jonathan Darcy doesn't make friends very easily, no. so that was really important so to him. This is why Jonathan, who's like, I'm really uncomfortable about going to a place I don't know, he's gone to this month's stay at Aylham, or Olham, which is Willoughby's house that he has now inherited from his aunt. She's died. He and his wife have inherited this house. Willoughby invites Jonathan and a bunch of other guys from school over. Willoughby was a bit older than them. And Jonathan's like, I don't want to be here. I'm going because I want my parents to sort of think that I'm trying to have friends. His his parents were really excited when he got the invitation. Yeah, so, he's so he like, doesn't receive those kinds of invitations from fellow gents to go and hang out with them. So they were really excited and made a big deal out of the fact that he got this invitation and he didn't feel he could turn it down without disappointing them. But basically Willoughby and his friends were bullies. They bullied yeah. him all through school mercilessly. They call him thumps because it's like there's there's a backstory to the nickname, but it's really mean, and they're just mean. They're just mean to him all the time. So he's he assumes that the only reason they could have invited him is so that he can be the butt of all of their jokes. And they teasing. can have some entertainment in their house party. Yeah, but he's like, I will go and endure it for my parents' sake. And so I'll, I'll tap out as soon as I possibly can. Yes, you're gonna have to speed this up though, because we've taken forever on the spoiler free. Oh right. And Juliet is very much looking forward to spending some time with Marianne, who she built a strong relationship with through the solving of the mystery in the previous novel. And Marianne, meanwhile, is dealing with the ramifications of the murder of Mr. Wickham. And so we have told people we're going to spoil that. I know. Yeah. So Marianne killed Mr. Wickham because he tried to assault her. And it was a self defense, and she was cleared. And she was cleared as self-defense, but she reacted and just whacked him on the head and that's what happened and he died. So that gossip has spread like wildfire all the way back home. She hasn't yet been comfortable to actually leave the house and she's really aware that she's probably quite isolated and definitely being gossiped about in that community. She has a couple friends. Her sister, Eleanor, Sense of Sensibility, lives nearby, like within walking distance. Eleanor is heavily, heavily, heavily pregnant. Basically, she's trying to re-acclimatise to life in the village, all the gossip, blah, blah, blah. And then to add kind of fuel to that fire, Mr. Willoughby returns with his wife and in the only reference to Sense and Sensibility I will entertain, that is who, if you've never read it, that's or who watched. or watched it, that's who Marianne was in love with before. So he kind of threw her over and went to London and married a fortune, essentially, yeah. in Mrs. Willoughby. And Marianne made this massive deal about Yeah, how it, in love so they were. And everyone whatever. knows. Yes. that she had this connection to Mr. Yes. Willoughby and was thrown over by him for yes. Mrs. Willoughby. And it's embarrassing. And we know also from last book that Willoughby has reached out to her mm-hmm. and been like, so I know I married someone else, but you can't be happy with grumpy Colonel Brandon. Let's let's catch up, you and me. So, and she was like, absolutely not. She hasn't replied. She hasn't replied. She just ignores him. But Brandon knows she got that letter, yeah. but they haven't talked about it. So, so there's tension there, yeah. a little bit of tension and then there's obviously there's a murder at a house party well a death but it's a murder mystery it was and it's established as a murder very very quickly quickly. yeah and jonathan and juliet team up again to their great delight they like oh you're here oh you're here i didn't expect to see you let's solve a mystery etc and shenanigans ensue shenanigans kimberly 
Well done. That was great, Ames. I'm Thanks. really proud of you. We did. Sorry, it wasn't really a spoiler. It was spoiler-free for this book, but not for the first book in the series. Correct. But, again, you couldn't avoid. Yeah, it's just the way this book is written. It's not a standalone in that sense. Okay, Kimberly, no. because you oh my supported me to do the spoiler-free recap, your reward is going first so with excited. how you felt. Thoughts on the late Mrs. Willoughby, which is a word I cannot spell. <laughs> <laughs> Again, articulated so clearly, in case someone doesn't read the title of our episode... I might not just, spell it right. ...and is just taking <laughs> notes. So I overall liked it mm-hmm. because I like this kind of book. I still really enjoyed Jonathan and Juliet. More on them in a minute. But it was still slow to get started. Yeah, I found that in the previous one as I well. I found that in the previous one. There's still too many moving parts. And I, out of the two of us, come at all of these as the person the least familiar with all of the many worlds of Jane Austen because I haven't read yeah. all of her. I haven't even seen or engaged with every one of them. Sense and Sensibility is one of the ones I've never seen or read. I enjoyed... Brandon and Marianne because I remembered them from the previous book because we explored their relationship in book Mm -hmm. one. And so that kind of was enough of a connection for me. But all of her extended family and neighbours and everything was – it was just a lot of people for me to try and get my head around as someone who hasn't read the other – hasn't read Sense and Sensibility. Mm. Uh, But once Mrs. Willoughby dies and – Darcy and Juliet are back together. Jonathan and Juliet are back together doing their thing. For me, it kind of picked up again. I really liked, so there were a couple of good subplots in this one as well that I found helped it move along. Yes. I enjoyed the, the Beth Williams subplot. Like Miss Colonel Brandon's ward. Yeah, who stories. I assume she also has a history with Willoughby and I assume that all gets explored in Sense and Sensibility or at least referenced in Sense and Sensibility. I don't know. I don't remember. We don't remember. It's my least favourite of Austin's, well, no, Mansfield Parkers, but Sense and Sensibility, I have only, I'll admit, watched the film. Haven't read it. Fair enough. So I liked her. I liked, and not as in I didn't, I didn't actually like her for the whole book, but I enjoyed her subplot and I enjoyed, generally speaking, like I liked Marianne's family. I liked her sister and that, while it was slow to get started and hard to wrap my head around, once I did kind of understand where everybody slotted together, Mm. then I quite enjoyed those characters. I think they were well-developed. They weren't just a nod to, like, name-dropping characters from Sense and Sensibility. Which is what I thought was a problem with the previous novel. There was, like, everyone is here. Yes. Yeah. This was within the world of Sense and Sensibility. And I found – and we talked about that when we reviewed the last one, saying it would actually have worked better if it had just been more contained. And in this one it is more contained, and I think it works better. Yes. So I really enjoyed getting to know everyone, and from, from, from my perspective, for the first time for a lot of them. So the other thing, without going into too much detail, mostly because I've already forgotten his name, but there's another friend who... Bamba. Bamba. Ralph Bamba. Ralph Bamba. There's another friend who comes to Willoughby's house party. Yeah. And he is kind of a little bit more like, I'm really sorry. He sort of says to Jonathan and him kind of forge like an actual friendship or the start of an actual friendship yeah. kind of thing. So he actually kind of gets in on their investigation after Mrs. Willoughby dies and wants to participate. So it's like a trio. Of, yeah, and so I Trio actually, of adventurers. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that kind of dynamic, particularly because neither Jonathan or Juliet, because they're both so young too, mm. neither of them 
are really ready to sort of say we're courting, but Juliet's just approaching that age where she needs to start thinking about potentially courting and potentially so marrying. Like, she's like 17? 17 or 18, yeah. I think, I think and Jonathan's old. like 20, 20, but he's young. Yeah. Like well, 20 in, is young. But he's like a young 20. He's like Juliet. Yeah, he's they very seem mature, very and yes. he's a they bit meet in the middle. Me, yeah. But they're both in even in this era. He's far too young in this era to consider marrying at this point. Like it would be expected, he would wait almost seven or eight years before he'd marry. Where she obviously needs to start thinking about it. Mm. It's interesting then to introduce a third party to their investigation. I liked the dynamic of that. Mm. I thought that was really great, and I didn't mind Bamba as a character. I really enjoyed him as a character as well. My favorite part. So weird was the way they dealt with Marianne's trauma. From the previous novel. From the previous novel. Mm. I enjoyed it. Obviously, there would be gossip, and I hadn't really thought about the consequences of that when I finished The Murder of Mr. Wickham. Mm. I hadn't really thought about it. But the fact that they didn't just – obviously, there would be gossip. There would be so much gossip. And and the thing that Marianne kind of tackles a lot in this that I, again, hadn't thought of because I guess I haven't sat around thinking about it that deeply, but – she tackles this idea of even though it's self-defense, even though she did it because he was trying to rape her, essentially, and it was it was either that or be assaulted, like she had no other choice, even though that's the case, she's she killed a man. A man. Life. Yeah. He died because of her. She killed him. Yep. And, and she struggles with that a lot and actually has some pretty distinct PTSD in in this book. And, and they de- talk a lot about how she'll just be overcome and all of a sudden triggered by no one knows what, she'll be back in that moment and she essentially is like suffering from panic attacks mm. as a result. And so her family is trying to protect her from that and, and how quickly, particularly in that era, people would go, well, you're a mad woman. So who knows if he attacked you. Maybe you attacked him because clearly you're insane because look at you having these strange and episodes. clearly that means you could have then, killed you must Mrs. be involved Willoughby. in the death of exactly. Mrs. Willoughby because if you've killed someone. So the kind of gossip, that idea of the rumour mill being mm. really prominent in small towns, whereas the previous novel was very kind of insulated in the house, this isn't, this really exists in the town of Barton. The rumour mill and how it was written was quite good. Like, I loved it. It was basically it was the constable investigating would tell his quiet wife and his wife would tell his one friend and her one friend was a gabble mouth and then spread it to everyone who then spread it to this person and then eventually it would end up with a servant in the hall and every time there's a new development the author tells you You about the gossip spreading that way and i thought the writing of that was beautiful and look i would say overall i think the writing the writing is really strong in this one again it's it to some extent uses that more formal austinian language yes but it's not quite as like you have the challenge with like being stilted but it does the thing like whenever they say by god it's dash dash yes which, which is, is cute. that Austin convention. Uh, and- I think it uses the vocabulary of Austin without using the sentence structure of the day. It uses a far more modernised yeah. sentence structure that I find easier to follow. Yeah. So the mystery itself was different this time, obviously. It's a poisoning. Again, not a spoiler. It happens in very quickly. Chapter so six. Not, not quite as quickly as I would have liked. I liked that it was kind of public <laughs> and a poisoning is kind of planned. So it was a different kind of murder, which I found interesting. I will say the murder, the mystery side of it, 
was weak, I think, in this book this time for me because mm. our investigators really frustrated me. They took a really long time to ask some really obvious questions. Again, they're The children. question that happens at the end and you're I, like, why did I say it at the beginning? But I that's asked sort it straight of the away. point. Yeah. It's sort of the point. It of, was the first. Sorry, yeah. I, the problem was. If they asked it at the beginning, it would have been a novella. Yes. And that was the problem that I had. I think the mystery was actually novella sized. Yep. I actually had, I wrote a note as I was writing my notes after finishing the book this week that I had this one completely picked all the way through by chapter seven. She dies in chapter six. By chapter seven, I knew who did it, oh, well, why I they did it, I, and I started, all of the other things that had happened. The person I wanted to have done it didn't do it. Right. But I, I knew. started to get annoyed at a different character at about chapter 10, and then that's the character who did it. Right. So I didn't I, so much I was pick like, it, but just, I was... Just in terms of the way the book is structured, I was like, it has to be this person. It just has to be. In the same way that I think the murder of Mr. Wickham ended the only way it really could, because it yeah. had to be one of them in the house, so it had to be self-defense, because we weren't supposed to... Hate no one, None of those characters Austinian could get character. hung. Exactly. And I just think there, were, there was like one kind of whole subplot that was a bit of a red herring that was so obviously a red herring and and yet our investigators spent so much time investigating it and that because they were quite clever in Mr. Wickham in the yeah. first book and they were quite clever in this book and eventually they got round to it. I don't know, do we blame hormones? It was a bit more lusty than the previous book but that really irritated me and, and because of that annoyinginess, I felt the middle and like the sort of I'd say maybe act two of the book really dragged for me. I was like, come on, guys, get it together. This is terrible. But overall, I really enjoyed it, and I would I would totally recommend it. And, yeah, it was fun. It just probably took me a little bit longer to read than I ideally wanted it to. The thing I'm wondering with this one is, like, The Murder of Mr. Wickham was really clear where the next book would take place. Yeah. Like, obviously there'll be another book because she sort of says that at the end. She does when but she's like, little do they know their paths will cross again. Cross. Yeah. But there's no real clue about where it will be. Yes. I am expecting it to probably continue in the world of, like, Marianne Brandon is going to be present because she's become such a good friend of Juliet. But I Yeah, can't... but I think the two of them will be somewhere else. Though, you yeah. know what? I also kind of hope she's not. I actually think it could be possible that she's not present at all because mm. she's gone through so much and she does so much healing in this break. book. I don't think that they will make her do it again. Well, Claudia Gray, if you're listening. Yeah. We give would, her a break. Yeah. I think it would be a little bit because she's writing her so realistically and her response to all the awful things that have happened around her as such a sheltered person as well. I think yeah, it would just make I don't know that it's gonna make much you reckon sense. You reckon it'd stretch it out too much. There's there, yeah. I I feel like there might only be three books in this, but yeah. like because this book just came out like about a month and a half ago. Yes, yeah. So it's quite recent. We don't know what the next book will be. That yeah, or what it's I've called. done research. It hasn't been announced yet. I did research as well, and my only interesting fact that I learned from my research is, did you know that the thing Claudia Gray is most Star famous Wars for novels. writing is Star Wars? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I was I'm... like, that makes sense. Okay, so you recommend from you. Recommend. I liked it. It was long. Like, as in, my thoughts were long. Apologies. Your turn. What did you think? I also liked it. I agree with you that it was... Like it's it is slow to start. Yeah, it's not as slow as some like made me think of. There's an Agatha Christie novel where the murder doesn't happen for like two thirds of the way through. I think I've read that. Oh, and I'm like, come on, the ones where they like die in the first chapter, and you're like, great. Yeah, I love in. that. 
But this was, I did enjoy in this spending time with the characters. So I totally agree with you. Act two was dragged. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just get on with it. It took me a bit of time to get into the book. Sure. Yeah. It took me to about like chapter five or something to get cracking. Basically, it took until Juliet and Jonathan reconnected. That's all I wanted. That took too long. I was like, that's what we're waiting for is them being together. Yeah. Those, Otherwise, I would just read Jane Austen. <laughs> those two are such good characters that and have been created. And the way they work together are beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and the way that they are really charitable towards each other yeah. and they think quite deeply about each other. Yeah. And, you know, there's a realisation of people's feelings in this book. Well, there's a realisation of one's own feelings in this book. Yes. Yes. Well, I, wouldn't, I, mean. I wouldn't go Not so of each far, other's feelings. No. But I do, it, I do know what you mean about that, the nice thing about their relationship being how much they think about each other. Because I re- read another book this week, which I won't go into, but because we'll do it in stay we'll do it on it. Yeah, we'll do it on yeah. another episode. But the thing that frustrated me about that book was she spent all, because obviously you're inside each person's head yeah. for a different time. And she spent the whole book worrying about him, thinking about him, thinking about how things were affecting him, blah, blah, blah. And he also spent the whole book thinking about himself, and it really irked me. And I realized as I was reading it that that's quite a common trait, that the girls in the women, the heroines in romance novels, are always worried about what's going on for him. Mm. And that quite often the men are only thinking about themselves, and then at the end of the book they almost are like, oh, wait. You're a completely your own person. You're a person. And they, they see them for the first time, yeah. and that's kind of the realisation. I really hate one, that that's how the romance rolls. Juliet really sees Jonathan. And he really sees, sees her. her. And, they, and that's what I like about this one. Because she's, yeah. she's sitting there thinking about, you know, I am going to have to make an eligible marriage. One of the things that she is really important to is she's like, I always want to have... Jonathan as my friend. Yes, like, I never I, want to lose I don't my know, relationship with him. I don't, I don't know want to what risk our relationship it. actually yeah. is in terms of is he courting me, is he not? Jonathan doesn't really know either, yeah. but she's like, our friendship is really valuable to us. Um, so I enjoyed spending time with both of them, which meant I was actually quite grumpy that there was a third person <laughs> disrupting that. It's like, ah, uh, no. Go away. Don't you interrupt my Juliet and Jonathan time. Back off, Bamba. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, go back to your little, you know, experiments your that you're doing in your greenhouse. Yeah. The person, like I said before, the person who did it wasn't the person I wanted to have done it, but had to be the person who did it. When the episode is over, I really want you to tell me who you wanted to have done oh. it. Because we rarely have, dear listeners, we've rarely talked about the books before we like start yeah. the episode for the podcast. So yes, I will be interested to know what you mean. And I do like, throughout these novels, I just wish that they just talk to each other about how they feel. <laughs> like, oh, it's consistent with the time, it's consistent with how old they are, and it's consistent with their characterizations. And it's also consistent with, yes, I am going to read the next book. Because you definitely want to know. <laughs> want to know. Yeah. So I really, the, the highlight of this book was there are some really nice characters in it. Marianne's nice. She really annoyed the heck out of me in the Sense and Sensibility film because I didn't read the book. But that's probably the point of her journey. And she was a bit irritating in The Murder of Mr. Wickham, to be honest. She was a little bit. But this one, she had her own – the journey that she went on 
made her become this really satisfying character. And this really full, complicated woman, like an adult, proper, complex woman. Yeah, she's such a girl in Sense and Sensibility. And at the beginning of Mr. Wickham, I'm like, I always remember how, like, old Brandon is compared to Marianne. But then in this one, they come to be very much as equals and they talk about, you know, the Willoughby and the backstories and and those sorts of things. So I enjoyed being on the journey with most of the characters. I thought it did get a bit crowded towards the end because all of, like, Edward Ferrer's, because Eleanor's oh, I pregnant. Know. I did they not bring need that whole thing. Why did that even happen? All of his extended family. Unless, um, we're going, unless we're getting ready to spend more time with them in the next book. I don't. I don't know. I don't they, know. That whole section felt unnecessary. I and, think... again, a lot of bits in this book felt unnecessary because I think at the core of it, the mystery wasn't as well handled. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So I think you almost ran out of things to say. That's what, when the Ferris. But I arrived, also reckon it was going, here are the things that, you know, are sort of happening. like loose and ends in Sense and Sensibility itself. Uh, right, so okay. since we're tying up Marianne, the we're tying up yeah, the Willoughby, right. we're going to tie up the Ferris side of it. But I was yeah, like, okay. eh, too many people. I like the little small town village and the gossip and the way that structured. And it, it was felt a nice very, setting. It was a nice setting very to be real. a part of. Yeah. They did so much walking. <laughs> so much walking. <laughs> it was just like, walk, 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 walk. And then there was a really irritating character who's like, I'm an artist who I wanted to slap. Oh, but he was so annoying. That was what you were meant to slap him. So in summation, I did enjoy this. It took a little bit to get into, but then once the Juliet and Jonathan action started happening, I was like, so in, was uh, late to this podcast recording session because I was like, Kimberly, I haven't finished yet. (laughs) And you said, I can just tell you what happens, but you probably actually, that Um, would be really sad for you. Well, because I know. Because you find out who did it like 12 pages before before the the end. end. And I know that you would have not slogged, but as in you would have motored your way through what I know is a bit of a draggy act two. Yeah. So to finish it and then have me ruin act three for you by just telling you, I was like, no. I yeah, no, act three. It would actually yeah. be quite a shame for this book if someone did that to you. Yeah. So. Right, so it's a recommend, recommend, it but is. not without caveats. But Just expect it to be a bit of a, like, you got to warm up. Like yeah. when you watch a Shakespeare play, it takes your time to get into it. Absolutely. For those people who get into Shakespeare. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Some people be like, I never get into Shakespeare. All right. I digress. So Treasure, I'll probably I don't I don't know if I'm gonna reread this book itself, but I'm definitely gonna keep reading the series. Same. So I treasure the Juliet and Jonathan and the Juliet and Jonathan. They're really good. So yes, I complicated one for Mm. trash or treasure for me. But I will definitely read the rest of the series. And with that. Thank you for joining us once again and spending a little bit of your time with us. We Mm -hmm. will see you again next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. recommendations For whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.